Support for Outlaws and Gunslingers on the Creative yeah. Control Network is brought to you by Manscaped, yeah. who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Ooh. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Ooh, I like you it. heard that right, the 4.0. Oh. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off. That's right. I said 20% off and free worldwide shipping free. with the code outlaws at manscaped.com. That is code outlaws at manscaped.com. Well, imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. Ooh, well, I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0, and I'm blown away by the performance. I really am. The uh, craftsmanship and details on the 4.0 are next level. Here's uh, a little... Uh, selling point for you guys you guys ever tried to use like regular hair clippers with no guard and tried to shave your balls i guarantee you're gonna nick them because it happened to me don't ever try to shave your balls with regular like hair clippers yeah oh yeah it was uh, trust me blood on the floor and the (laughs) wife ain't gonna be happy so this new 4.0 is gonna save you uh, a little bit of uh pain and it's gonna save your day well nobody wants nick balls well, you're just in luck there because Manscaped engineered the ultimate growing and body trimmer by mm. focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade. <laughs> no pun intended, huh? <laughs> <laughs> ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. That's trademarked, by that the way. So trademarked. don't you feel like, don't you go over there and try to steal it, people. Right. I now, me, myself, I feel confident. Shaving my uh, Me too, because this upgraded trimmer includes a multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. Ooh. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. It's got, a, it's got a flashlight so you can see your gooch or your taint or whatever <laughs> you guys call that place. <laughs> Ain't that crazy? Well, the lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes. Guess what? One through four. I recommend you guys don't do anything over one because <laughs> unless you're a Bushman, <laughs> I'm a Bushman. Maybe, maybe two, I bet, would be good. Yeah, two, maybe. All right. Uh, did I mention wireless charging? We didn't, but we do now because the new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can, which can help battery length last longer, so uh, wow. longer uh, shave times in between charges. Man, if you've been shaving with same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. No person wants to end up with the pubes in their mouth. Which leads to my point about using a regular hair shaver right. down you're, there. You have two of them. I have two different shavers. Well, right I have one. and uh, Well, not right now. But uh, before I got Well, before I got the Manscaped 4.0, right. So, and speaking of no person wants to end up in pubes in their mouth, your uh, significant other definitely don't want to end up with pubes <laughs> in their mouth because uh, that would be the last time she goes down there. Well, right. it's time to get your own ball in here, body trimmer with Manscaped, to make me time the best time, and enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boys. Smooth boys. I'm some smooth boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code OUTLAWS at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code OUTLAWS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code OUTLAWS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. You're listening to Outlaws and Gunslingers, the only podcast covering all of America's infamous criminals, from the Wild West to the Mafia, all the way up to the ruthless street gangs of today. Brought to you exclusively by the Creative Control Network. Here are your hosts, the Mouthy Michiganders, Bang and Dang. Welcome back to Outlaws and Gunslingers, and if you're listening to this after listening to our last episode all about uh, Nucky Johnson, Nucky, you will it know wasn't no Nucky Thompson. It was Nucky Johnson. It was Nucky Johnson, not Thompson. But you will know that we lied, and we said that this episode would be a smorgasbord and wrapping up the Prohibition era. But guess what? Uh-uh. We didn't lie. We didn't lie. We said the last episode was going to be a smorgasbord and all that, which it will be. We did say the last. Well, we said this episode coming up would be, the, be last the last episode, and it would be the smorgasbord. Well, but... that episode will be the last one, but uh, not yet. Right. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we just stumbled into some shit. Mm. Scouring the internet and... Uh, mm. 
Actually found some little name, little known people. We went upstream after digging in the same spot for a couple months, and we found a lot of gold. A lot of gold. And it wasn't just fool's gold. Mm. But instead of ending the Prohibition series we're on right now, we are extending it with at least a few more episodes. Right. Five or six, to be honest with you. I would say. So, uh, yeah, last week was Nucky Johnson. You heard the true story all about the man behind the uh, Nucky Thompson character in Board of Boardwalk Empire on HBO. This week you're going to hear about the uh, early early uh, outlaw, taking, yeah, bank robber, bootlegger, and occasional pirate. 1,500 miles south. Yes, we are. the United States. From the early 1910s and 1920s. We really don't hear too much about Florida or you well, know the southern, for, uh, the southern states in the early 1900s. Except for our... Uh, one episode on Bill. Who? Bill McCoy. He was in Florida? He was a Florida man. Yeah, that's where he came from. Local Florida man. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, right. He was from right, Florida. Right. Um, but still, but what? So you got that one? But this guy, this guy's going to be a little bit different. He did dabble a little bit in um, stealing rum and selling rum and all that stuff, but the majority of his time is in the uh, in the Prohibition era, quote unquote, right. but he is majority and, uh, a bank robber well, and a pirate as show, well. So. Our show arc is called Outlaws and Gunslingers. This guy we're talking about was compared he is an outlaw to uh, the modern day Jesse James during his his time. He was he was compared in the newspaper articles and everything. Is this is this nineteen twenties Jesse James? Ooh, well this guy what? is. Do we got a new Jesse James? It took got, how long? We got 40 a new years. We got a new Jesse James. His name is John Ashley. Oh no, he's a self proclaimed king what? of the Everglades. Everglades, everybody made, knows Everglades. <laughs> <laughs> made millions from bank robberies and hijacking illegal alcohol. He's known in Florida as the greatest threat since the Seminole Wars Ooh. to the state of Florida. Wow. And like I said, was often compared to Jesse James himself. Jesse? Well, the people of Florida saw him as a hero who fought against banks and the wealthy. If a major crime Uh-oh. was committed in Florida during his uh, active streak, it was blamed on him, on him and his I gang. Mean, why so, wouldn't it be, right? He's like the biggest. Ooh. Wait till you guys hear, wait till you guys hear the, his story because it reminds me, when I was putting this together, it reminded me so much of... All of our Wild West um, stories, like this is this is a this is a legit 1920s Wild West is he esque story. Is he the last outlaw? No, because there's still outlaws running the streets to this day. Outlaw, like what we got, last cowboy. I guess you would not say if is he the last cowboy or what were they called back then? Not outlaws. There, there's a name. Desperados. No, the last desperado. Yeah, Yeah, but he's not like a Wild West guy. He's from fucking Florida, right? John Ashley was born in the backwoods in along the, backwoods. the, the Kela, I'm gonna say, I don't know, it's the Kalusahatchee, the Kalusahatchee River in Kalusahatchee, Kalusahatchee, C-A-L-O-O-S-A-H-A-T-E, Kalusahatchee River, H-E-E River, Kalusahatchee, the Kalusahatchee, well anyway, it's in Buckingham, Florida near Fort Myers, it is. John Ashley was one of nine children born to Joe Ashley, a poor Florida woodsman. Yes. Who made his living by fishing, hunting. Just because and- this story is Wild West S doesn't mean you right. need to do your southern accent, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. He made his living on fishing, hunting, and trapping others. Why would he trap <laughs> others? <laughs> what? Clearly doesn't say others. <laughs> no. He trapped otters. Otters. Other otters. Other. <laughs> he trapped otters and the other oh, otters. Other otters. <laughs> oh, gee willikers. Uh, well, the Ashley family moved from Fort Myers to Pompano. Pompano? Papano, probably Papano, P O M P A N O. <laughs> Why don't we just spell out everything? P O M P A N O I N T H E eighteen nineties W H E R E J O E A N D eighteen nineties. You got to fucking spell out eighteen nineties. One eight nine zero S. Like what? Uh, anyway, Papano, uh, the family moved from Fort Myers to Papano, <laughs> Florida <laughs> in the 1890s, mm-hmm. where Joe and his older sons worked on the new railroad being built by industrialist Henry Flagler. Henry, Henry Flagler. Joe moved his family to West Palm Beach in oh, 1911. Shit, West Palm Beach. He briefly served as county sheriff there. Okay. And then uh, uh, John spent much of his youth in the Florida Everglades. He was, you know, I'm like my father. My father's a great trapper, and he hunts alligators. I do the same. <laughs> he taught me everything I know. Everything I know. I don't, I don't know why I'm, I'm doing the damn Southern <laughs> accent now, too, damn it. <laughs> On December 29, 1911. When? He, December 29, 1911. 
A dredging crew working near Lake Okeechobee discovered Okeechobee. the body of Seminole trapper DeSoto Tiger. Right. Well, John Ashley soon came under suspicion for this moita. According to fellow Seminole Jimmy Gopher, John had been last seen with DeSoto in a canoe filled with otter hides to sell at the market. Yes. Well, Miami fur traders, the Gertman brothers, Ooh, told cops Gertman. that John had sold him the hides for 1200 bucks. Damn. And just the day before, he had been arrested in West Palm Beach on a charge of recklessly displaying firearms. Oh, he's like, so look at these. So they got, they got first-hand accounts of him being in the canoe with right. DeSoto. And he was arrested just a day prior being seen with DeSoto For with brandishing, firearms. Brandishing firearms in right. city limits. Right. Mm. Well, two deputies, S.A. Barfield and Bob Hannon, found Ashley camping in a palmetto thicket near Hobie Sound and attempted to take him into custody. However. However. Ever. They were surprised by his brother Bobby. Hey, and Bobby. Were disarmed at gunpoint. Hey, I mean, what you got to do, right? John then sent the officers back with a message for Sheriff George B. Baker to not send anyone, not send any more chicken hearted men with rifles or they are apt to get hurt. This seriously reminds me this of. This is I, a fucking Wild right, West episode. I'm picturing in my mind a <laughs> uh, <laughs> dusty old town and these guys are standing between buildings with the sheriff in front of them telling them cowboy hats, right. spurs. Right. Horses, right? Yeah, right. I'm telling you, this is a, this is a 1920s Wild West story. I love it. I mean, do we need to find Wild West stories in like Florida and Georgia and shit? I bet there are. I mean, I'm sure there are, but are they? It wouldn't be Wild West though. Cowboys, be, a cowboy. No, it wouldn't be Wild West. They'd be Wild Southeast. <laughs> <laughs> the the somewhat tamed Southeast. <laughs> Not so wild. Not so wild. I bet it was the same though. Yes. Well, I don't know because the East was all industrialized by that point when the wild west there's a point that's why everybody was moving west to develop right. so the east was I mean, already established small towns like we well, do now obviously right well in his trial for the murder of DeSoto Tiger in the year of 1910 despite overwhelming evidence Ashley was not convicted not convicted you guessed it <laughs> the Seminole Nation was pissed as hell over the murder and the feds threatened to intervene mm. John Ashley he was like mm, I gotta go where are you gonna go down to New Orleans. Going down to New Orleans. Have a couple friends of mine. How long are you going to be gone? Just for a couple down years. Down to New Orleans. I'm friends of mine. Right. Well, anyway. A jambalaya and a crawfish. Don't get my way. Right. Well, John Ashley fled to New Orleans. He fled New Orleans for a couple of years before returning to Florida in about 1914. Ooh, 1914. During this time away, he might have worked as a logger. <laughs> he may have. Nobody knows. In, in the city of Seattle. That's a long way Damn. away from home. That's literally from one right. corner of the country all the way up to the next Think of how many trees he passed to go all the way to Seattle to do the same job that he could have done in... <laughs> well, I mean, Seattle, Seattle's prime fucking logging country, <laughs> right. even to this day. Right. Well, in that area, anyways. Right, and there, and after he went to Seattle, there was later claims that he had robbed a bank in Canada. I mean, that's that's wouldn't be too far fetched since Seattle's right, right there. Seattle. It's a hop, skip away from Vancouver and all that and, little territory right. over there. He finally returned to Florida, and when he did that, he immediately surrendered to the West Palm Beach authorities, where he was in jail until his very trial. Oh no! Well, John was. Why hoping, would he go back to Florida? I don't he, get it. He was a little homesick. Right. John was hoping though. That the jury in his hometown would be on his side. Obviously not. Well, however, however, the prosecution petitioned for a change of venue Whoa, to go to again? Miami. The prosecution petitioned for a change. <laughs> however, the prosecution petitioned for a change of venue. They went Ooh. to Miami and they didn't seem to venue. <laughs> yeah, prosecution petitioned for a change <laughs> hey. in a venue in Miami instead. Miami, welcome to Miami. Well, when old Johnny Boy heard about this, he decided he couldn't hey. stay in jail oh, anymore. Johnny Boy. So guess what he had to do? What do you got to do? He had to escape. Oh, well, I should have guessed that. According to accounts, he was being escorted to a cell by Sheriff Baker's son, Robert C. Baker. Okay. When he suddenly broke away, How? ran out an unlocked door and climbed a 10 foot fence to freedom. Motherfucker, when is there an unlocked door in the jailhouse? An unlo- and they had to put that in there an unlocked door. Unlocked door? In the jailhouse. Well, clearly. I, mean, I get it. Clearly, he escaped and climbed a 10 foot fence to freedom. I don't know why. I mean, it was 19, what, 1910? Right. I mean, come on. Right. So, I mean, it makes sense. Right. After this, John and his brother Bob started the Ashley Gang. They started doing Fitting robberies. Name, since it's their last name, you know. Right. They started right. doing a lot of robberies. Yes, they did. The very first robbery was of an FEC passenger train, mm-hmm. accompanied by Chicago mobster Kid Lowe. Damn, they even got mob help over there. 
This didn't go very well. <laughs> Turns out they could not agree on uh, who should rob the passengers and who should rob the mail. Are you fucking serious? No, I want to rob the passengers. You get the mail. Now, I ain't no. searching through all that damn no, mail. I'm you so go rob the mail. I'll go rob the passengers. You know how much fun it is robbing passengers. Damn it. I know. They're so scared and they pee themselves sometimes. Right. The mob cart, I mean, the, the mail cart can be so fucking easy. Right. I mean, all you got to do like is what? Two people? get the safe. Right. Two people. Right. Simple. Well, later in 1915, they committed a dangerous daytime oh, robbery dangerous. Of, a, of a bank in Stewart, Florida. Hey. They came away with 45000 oh. in cash and silver, but didn't go so well for John. Oh, no. What happened to John? Well, during their getaway, Lowe shot him in the jaw on what? accident, which would cost him his eyesight in his left eye. Oh, and my. Forced, he was forced to wear a glass eye for the rest of his life. Wait, so he shot him in his jaw. Yes, the um, and the bone from his jaw got into his the eye. The Chicago mobster shot him in his jaw, and the damage was so severe that it cost him his eyesight in his left eye, which uh, he had to uh, wear a glass eye for the rest of his life. Oh shit! A, a bullet ricocheted off of a car window. What? And then uh, hit John in the in the jaw. Yeah. Oh shit! Well, John oh. tried to go get treated for his wound, but was captured and thrown in Dade County Jail oh. to stand trial for the Desoto Tiger murder. Oh, no. The state's attorney had a different idea and thought they would have a better chance of convicting him on the bank robbery instead. Yeah, so, a la, uh, so a la said, El Capone gonna, there, right? right? We're not going to uh, try to get him for that because there's too many holes. Imagine imagine, we just discussed that the Seminoles raised hell over him uh, being right. what let off for the crime of DeSoto murder. And now they're right. going to not pursue the DeSoto murder, murder and get the bank robbery. But instead. I don't understand still. He was already acquitted of that. So you can't charge a guy twice. It was a mistrial. Either way. You could charge a mistrial twice. A mistrial? Yes. Maybe. Mistrials can be, if there's new evidence going forward, yeah. Mm, I don't think so. Plus, this is 1920s. I don't think so. Plus, this is the 1920s. I don't know. 2nd of June, 1915, Bob actually decided he was going to break his brother out of jail. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't have Johnny boy in there. Right. He's got a fucking uh, broken jaw and shit. Right. He so entered the jail and shot bullet. Deputy Wilbur W. Hendrickson at point-blank range. He took his cell keys. He did. But, however... He dropped the cell keys and left them when he saw that Hendrickson's wife had a rifle. He's like, oh, shit, this bitch about to shoot me. He had a getaway car waiting at a nearby garage. But when he got there, he found that he didn't know how to drive it. (laughs) Oh, no. How do you, wait, so my assumption assumption there is it must have been a stick, right? They're all sticks back then, bud. So how didn't he know how to drive it? I don't think he ever knew how to drive. No. He didn't know how to drive. He was, he was fighting on an assumption there'd be a, somebody, they just said there'd be a car there, which means somebody's going to be behind a wheel, right? If I'm being honest. You're going to have a wheel If man. I'm being honest, right? the actual wheel the actual artic- article I got this from said that he didn't know how to drive that particular model. So it had to have been like a stick shift or They're something. They're all stick shifts. No, in the 20s, they came automatic. I don't know about yes, that. Yes, they did. 1904. 1904. Yeah, so they That's were That's the first true, but the first true one was introduced in 1939. The General Motors Hydromatic was 1939. Hydraulic, 1939. 1939. And this is when? So, yeah, maybe. No, it wasn't even then yet. So, no, everything was... Oh, it was a, that particular model. So, maybe that particular manual. model had automatic. Mm-mm. Well, it wouldn't be because... Wouldn't be automatic. Like, you don't know how to drive an automatic. You just fucking get it and go, right? right? Wouldn't be automatic. Maybe they had different fucking... Uh, no, he didn't know how to start it. Maybe somewhere. the gearbox is weird or you know, something. Either yeah. or, he didn't know how to drive the fucking model that the, the getaway car was. Right. And where you For went. whatever reason. He then attempted to force several men to drive the car. Uh, they all claim... They're like... <sighs> Mister... I don't, I don't know how to drive this either. If you don't know how to drive it, I sure damn well don't know how to drive this some bitch. He's like, you lying motherfucker. All right. He's like, you son of a bitch, drive this, I'll kill you. He's like, sir, I cannot drive it. Well, then Bob saw that a truck was passing, and he jumped on its running board and forced the driver, T.H. Duckett was his name, to drive him out of town. Well, unfortunately for old Bobby Boy, Deputy J.R. Riblet spotted him and went after him. What? The truck's, well, what? he spotted him probably on the... Um, the side of it? Oh, yeah. Really? Well, the truck suddenly suddenly stalled in the street, and a shootout occurred, resulting in the death of both Bob Ashley and Deputy oh, Riblet. No. So Bob got hit. Bob's done. And then Deputy Riblet, Deputy, done. They, like, killed each other. Right. Thousands of Miami residents were pissed at what Bob did, and they threatened to break into the jail to lynch John. Oh, no. Well, they cooled down after the police decided to parade Bob's body through the streets. Oh, how which about is, this? Which is, which is a real fucking story. All right, All right. They, they literally... The mob was about to break into jail, and then right. the, the the police was like, "Well, why don't we uh, why don't we have a public... why don't we parade this dead body right. of the guy that committed the crimes through the streets to satisfy right. your needs?" Right. Of, Sorry, uh, boy, that we killed this uh, bitch that killed this other guy right. that we love. And literally, the crowd was like, eh, "All right, that works." 
Basically, yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, the, cr- the crowd's like, <laughs> yeah, all right. You see that? They killed the other guy, but look at they fucking got him. And then the uh, the local saloon guy's like, drinks are half off for the next half hour. And they're like, woo! Sluts, 10%. <laughs> Pussy. Pussy, yeah. Pussy, 10% off. Uh, drinks, 50. Oh, jeez. That's how you do it. Just parading a dead guy through the street. Imagine they did that nowadays. Well, they do. But like, hey, this cop killer, we just, well, that wouldn't work out well, would it? And, and nowadays, but right. hey, this this terror. Imagine if they paraded the body of the. Bin Laden or Sammy uh, Su- Sammy Hussein. Or Sammy. What's his name? Saddam. Yeah. Imagine they, what they did through the streets of Iraq and shit. They didn't do it in the United States. They uh, should have. Of course they wouldn't, but oh. the, the imagine if they get, got the guy that did the, the um um Boston Marathon bombing. Who did? But paraded him through the streets the next day. After they murdered him? The, well, the, his brother, his own brother murdered him. Well, the cop shot him, and then his brother ran him over. Timothy McVeigh? No. McVay? I said the Boston about? Marathon bombers. Oh, Djokovic and got, Tar- of, Sarninoff, or whatever the fuck their name was. Both one of them got ran over by his own brother. Right. And then, uh, yeah, imagine if they paraded that guy through the streets, though. Hey, look what we did. <laughs> hey. That would be like... The crowd would love it, actually. I'm, I actually... I'm, I'm, I actually... Especially the, the crowd would fucking line up on each side of the street and they would fucking cheer. You know they fucking especially would. fucking Boston. You dude. know they fucking Bo- would. Boston would be at the top of their game. You know they cheering. fucking would. Dude. Fuck yeah, they would. Yeah, you know they would. But imagine how that would be portrayed in the news. Is what I'm saying. It'd be portrayed as fucking killer got caught. Yeah, but not nowadays with the liberals. They'd be like, look at this injustice. Right, and that uh, pedophiles ain't pedophiles. They have a sickness. Right. No, fuck it's you. It's a mental illness. Right. We it's should, okay. We should uh, cover we should, that. We should, we should cover that under insurance and whatever. We should not say that they're fuck wrong for doing here. it. We it's should, not the show for that. We should support them. <laughs> it's not the show them. for that. Let's continue uh, Bob Ashley, or uh, John Ashley's story. If you guys want to hear uh, real life. Stuff like that. Go to the Bang and Dang Show podcast. Uh, that, that's where we're going to be part of the show. Of course it is. Got to promote. Feeling guilty about shooting John. Kid Lowe sent a letter to Dade County Sheriff Dan Hardy. He did. Dear sir, we were in your city at the time. One of our gang, young Bob Ashley, was brutally shot to death by your officers. And now your town can expect to feel the result of it any hour. Ooh, any hour. And if John Ashley is not fairly dealt with, and given a fair trial and turned loose simply for the life of a GD Seminole Indian, we expect to shoot up the whole GD town regardless of what the results might be. So remember that. We expect to make our appearance at an early date. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. However. 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 Yeah. The attack never happened. Oh, man. What a bluffer. And the trial moved what a, forward. What a bluffer. They didn't. Right. They called his bluff, didn't they? Right. Well, John pled guilty. Well, John pled guilty to the robbery on November 23rd, 1916. Sentence 17 years in a Radford State Penitentiary. Ooh, well, prior to his rest, John began a relationship with Laura Up the Grove. Who? Laura, Laura Up. <laughs> Laura Up the Grove. Up the Grove. Who acted as the gang's lookout. That's a, that's a highlighted name. She must be somebody. Um, well, she's from him, yes. Uh, Laura Updegrove was a gang's high lookout at first. If she heard that the police were near one of his hideouts, she would drive her car through secret back roads okay. and warn the gang. So she's a trusted source. Well, she also cased banks and served as a getaway driver. Of course she did. When she was together with uh, John at this time, she became known as the queen of the Everglades. Damn Obviously, right. if he was the king, Bonnie she was Clyde, the queen, right? right? Bonnie and Clyde. And right she here. took a major role in the gang while Ashley was in prison. Obviously so basically, she, she was like, baby, I'm running stuff for you. Right. They're fucking each other. And, mm-hmm. right, he was and the this boss. is a picture of uh, John Ashley on the right nice. in a white suit with prison officials preparing to enter the Florida State Prison in Rayford. Oh, shit. Look at they're all smiling and all stuff. Right. And this dude's taking a picture with uh, them like, 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 like they're at a party or something. Right. What the hell is this? Look, he's got a bow tie on. Right. He must be in his, like, court suit or something. Uh, whatever it was. Oh, that's a that's a little jacket, because look how much room between right. the cuff and his, yeah, uh, his, his wrist. It's not his. Right. Right. Mm. 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 Like, don't you got anything? Let me put something on. I got, man. This is from my dad, uh, right. this is from my dad, Joe, and <laughs> he was a little shorter than I was. Sorry. While John was in prison, he was a model prisoner for about uh, two years. Of course. I mean, why not? And then he was like, "It's time to go." Right. He was right. like, "I, I, I right. 
And I gotta get out of here. He's like, I didn't good for two make years. My You're smart. Do it for a little while. Two years is long. Right. A long get, time. Gain right? the trust. Right. A gain long the time. Trust like, of, all right. Gain the trust of the prison and right. the guards and all that good right. stuff. Why not? Well, he got out of there. He did. With the help of fellow bank robber Tom Maddox. Mm-hmm. He escaped a road camp on the 31st of March of 1918. 1918. Year 1920, Sheriff George Baker's son, Robert, was appointed sheriff after George died and continued where his father left off. Ooh, so he was and, like, all right, he's like, I ain't, I'm not and, giving up. And before My the daddy story, had a plan and I'm finishing it. I was, was going to say, before this uh, story goes any further, the uh, son of George, Robert, oh, he hated fucking right. uh, John even more. All right. Daddy had a plan and I'm finishing it. Daddy. Right. No, daddy. When Prohibition started him and the gang began moonshining. But that came to an end for John as he was recaptured in June of the year of 1921. Mm-hmm. However, however, the gang continued to operate stills in the woods of Central Florida and soon began hijacking rum runners. So they're like, all right, we're going to we're going to try to his, make as much as we can. But we're going to we're going to rob as much as we can as well. His daddy, Joe Ashley, was a part of the Ashley gang, obviously. Right. And before Prohibition and whatever. Right. His dad had multiple stills in the backwoods and all that shit already. So they had already a system set up right. before so, uh, Prohibition even started. So now, yeah. so now they had all their stills in the backwoods where it was hard to reach. They, oh, dude, they were set up. So is the real guy Joe Ashley? Probably. No, just the daddy. No, he's the real man. He's oh, the boss. Well, we'll see. He's the boss man. Yeah, we'll see. Right? We'll see. Right? Well, let's let's just continue John's story because there's a reason why John has a story and not Joe. <laughs> oh, oh, his daddy Joe. Oh, his daddy don't have a story like Johnny. Right, his daddy Joe. Joe Ashley had several stills in Palm Beach County. Mm-hmm. So this guy had probably most of them. Like I just said. Right. When they say several, that means pretty much all of them. Like I just it, said. Right. So he had all these stills while John's brother Ed and Frank Ashley ran liquor from the Bahamas to Jupiter Inlet. And Stewart, Florida. While John Ashley was still in jail, his brothers disappeared. While on a return voyage from a Bahama island called Bimini in the month of October in year of 1921. You know what's crazy? While he was still in jail, he sent his father, Joe, a uh, a, um, a letter saying? and what? was like, I had a terrible dream, Daddy, that, that uh, who's his brother's name? Ed and Frank got killed by a fellow. Uh, what, that was the one? That was the letter? I remember that letter. Well, the, yeah, the letter he sent his dad. He was like, I had a dream that um, Ed and Frank were killed by rival bootleggers. And uh, he, he said the name of them. He, like, he was like, I know who it was. And then like a couple days later, his dad visited him and told him that they didn't return. So From the same bootleggers? From the same? Well, nobody knows what happened to him. Mm-hmm. But he had the dream, supposedly, that they got killed oh, shit. by the other bootleggers. Right. And then a couple right. days later, his dad visited him in jail and said, hey, man, your brothers never returned from their uh, right. return voyage. So that's right. kind of freaky, huh? Right. Well, mm. as for Johnny Boy, he escaped for the third and final time, but nobody knows how. That's a, how? This, this is a mystery here. How the fuck you do that? Well, he was reported to be in a cell one minute, and the next minute he, quote unquote, vanished from his cell. He was a magician? Still nobody knows, but he went on uh, back with the gang to bank rob him with the boys. How do they know that? How do they know that? Because it's documented. How do they know that? It's documented. But how do they know? Because he got, well, you'll see. He went back to bank robbing with the boys after he uh, vanished from a cell, quote unquote. The gang managed to rob the Stewart Bank a second time in September so 1923. They went back to Stewart. I mean, come on, they're like they're toying with these guys. Well, the first bank robbery that didn't go so well. What was that? Where uh, he got shot in the jaw. That was the first Remember? time. Yeah, yeah he got this, shot in the jaw. Well, they robbed it a second time. They went back to that one. Oh yeah, no! Same bank, September 1923. After Ashley's teenage nephew Hanford Mobley snuck into the building disguised as a woman and escaped with several thousand dollars. Oh, so that's a good robbery there, huh? Nothing happened there. Right. Month of November 1923, the gang robbed twenty-three thousand dollars in cash and securities from a bank in Pompano. <laughs> and securities. The gang then wrapped their loot in a bed sheet and drove through town <laughs> in a stolen fu- taxi. These fucking guys. Waving a bottle of whiskey, yelling, We got it all! Oh, boys! You stupid, we got it all! You stupid bastards, you I told you! Right. They got to the edge of town and disappeared into the swamp. Oh, man. John left a bullet at the bank and told them to give it to Sheriff Baker if he ever got out of the glades. Quote, unquote. You ever feel like you ever feel right. like you got to come down here and search for us? This is the bullet for you, right? Baby. He already knows. She's giving give this to Sheriff Baker. He'll know who it came mm, from. You know exactly who it and came from. And tell him what I said. Well, John also started to rob rum runners in South Florida, and many prevented this by paying him protection money. 
What did he do? He started a he started rob. to rob the rum runners that were in oh, South Florida. He started to rob the m- yeah. rum runners, and then many of them were like, uh, "How about I just pay you protection money and uh, we keep our stuff and we go on and sell our right. stuff?" Right. Well, he and his nephew Hanford Mobley stole a ski skiff in 1924 and went on a raid of rum runners in the Bahamas West End, and it ended up with eight thousand dollars from four liquor warehouses. Well, unfortunately for him, though, he missed out on a big score that day as just a couple hours beforehand, a boat carrying a quarter million dollars had left for Nassau right from the Bahamas port right there. The gang was so feared by other bootleggers in the area. Yes, they were. That they found different routes that were nowhere near the gang, so they were safe. They're like, no, these guys are going to be like all through here, so we got to go. We know they're going to circle around. Yeah, we're (laughs) going to have to, like, literally have to add. Right, eight hundred miles right. to our fucking narco miles. Why can't miles we just go trip? through and deal with these bastards? You don't want to. Deal Have with you these seen guys. what they did? Right. This resulted in opportunities to rob rum runners to disappear. Couldn't do it. Yep. And the gang went back to robbing banks. So there you have it, folks. That is uh, the only prohibition stuff right. of uh, John's story. Right. We're like, there. well, that worked uh, out hey, for a minute, hey, but they smartened up. Hey, and we're not yeah. going. We're not chasing those bastards right, right, all the way out there. Right. There's no use for doing that. Let's go back to banks. They don't move. <laughs> <laughs> And they always have money. <laughs> right. By this time, John was in his personal feud with Sheriff Baker. Mm-hmm. Right. He was like, fuck this Baker guy. He's like, I got a, a vendetta to fucking... Uh... That, that's the son, by the way, Robert Robert Baker. Right. The day before the Bahamas raid, Sheriff Baker got a tip from a car salesman that the raid was going down and set a trap for John. He's like, I'm going to set this trap for John. I know this raid going down. Mm-hmm. I was told by this car salesman. He suspected that the law might be on his side. And... Uh, no. Oh, wait. Oh, John suspected that the law might be on to him, mm-hmm. and he switched up his route at the last minute to avoid capture. And the uh, raid was successful, as we uh, just noted. Right. Uh, Baker would spend the next few months searching for John in the Everglades, but was unsuccessful, partly thanks to the Florida Crackers. Crackers. Florida Crackers. Everybody knows who are, Florida Crackers. Uh, who are uh, like poor white people around the area. Right. Known they, as they, the they Florida shit. Crackers. Right. Some, and a. Them gator and fucking lizard eating motherfuckers. Right. And a quote unquote grapevine telegraph of the Glades. So all I these people. Through the all these people. Vine. All the people in the Everglades were literally looking out for John and sending right. a message that this guy's looking for you. You better stay away. This right. guy's looking for you. He's here now. Right. He's going to. You better go here. You, the, right. Like the head. He had a whole network right. of loyal. Um, uh, citizens, I get it. you I can't. Get it. I mean, you can't. Right. You can't deal with anybody when they have loyal citizens on their side. It's every not every horror movie in right. the fucking backwoods, right? To today. Well, Baker finally got a lead in early 1924 that John was staying in a cabin with family mm. in the swamp about two miles south of the Ashley family home. How they get that? They got that off a week. Well, a he, week townsman. He got a lead somehow. Well, yeah. with the short bushes and palmetto scrub surrounding the cabin, the police couldn't reach. The uh, hideout, so it was the perfect hideout. Right. Hey, police ain't coming back here with boats. Number one, they have to come back here on foot, and right. by then we're gonna be we're gonna spot them. Right. Well, Baker wanted to capture John, come hell or high water, so hell he got weapons from the Florida National Guard and deputized several citizens. Oh no! On January tenth, nineteen twenty-four, he sent eight of his deputies to the house early in the morning, where they were in place by uh, dawn and. They had a plan. He said, "We're just gonna wait here. We're gonna. He's got to come out to get food and supplies, right? right? Or we're, later. we're gonna wait here in this swampy ass gator and, of his house. and gator infested swamp, right. and we're gonna wait here until he has to leave to uh, go get supplies. Outside much, of right? his house, right? Right. The deputies were about to make their move, Uh-oh. but a dog started barking. Oh, of course they're gonna have a dog. One of the deputies shot the dog. Well, shot at the made, dog. All right, uh, oh, yeah." One of the deputies shot at the dog, which made John shoot back, and he ended up killing the sheriff's cousin, Fred Baker. Oh, no. He killed the fucking sheriff's cousin? Mm. Oh, Freddy? No, not Freddy! John Ashley's father, Joe, Uh was murdered. Yes, he was. In his bunk. (laughs) He was just sitting in his bunk. And his partner, Albert Miller, and Laura Mm -hmm. were seriously wounded by buckshot uh, from the deputy shotgun, from the ricochet, basically. Mm -hmm. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. John had no choice but to leave his wife, and he escaped through a secret passage. You had no choice. You did have a choice. <laughs> you coward. I don't know. He's either going to jail or his wife's dying. <laughs> right. They ain't going to kill his wife, right? So he can just well, get out. So he saved his wife. Aided by his wife's screams with cause the police to stop firing, right? right? So his wife's screaming in agony. She's like, no! Oh, ah! uh, right. The deputies are like, ah, I, right. I don't know what to do now. A 200-man manhunt was underway oh. with both Joe Ashley and Anford Mobley's homes being burned to the ground. Damn. Despite this, Uh-oh. John stayed in the area with hopes of breaking his wife out of custody and avenging his dad. Okay. However, However time went by. 
and the heat's still on him. He headed for California to lay low. Okay, well he's that, like shit ain't shit ain't boiling ain't down. changing. They got like they got like I'm sure they had like right. upper grade of right. uh, policemen at the at the every jail day. where this wife was held. Right, every and day ain't, ain't nothing happening he's right, like, oh, right now. He's like, all right, yeah. well. After a while in California, he returned to Florida and spent a few months planning his revenge. All right, because he knew, okay, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. So I go back and go a couple well, counties south or north. Well, he's got a plan here because on November 1st, 1924, John mapped it out and was planning to kill Sheriff Baker at the Jacksonville Courthouse following his election. Okay. So he's got to be on the he steps knows. when he's coming out for election, right. right? Right. Well, Baker received a tip, which is believed to be from a gang member's girlfriend or perhaps from a disgruntled brother-in-law. What? That said, John would come up the coast on the Dixie See, Highway to Josh rob a bank in Jacksonville. Anybody. He shouldn't have talked to nobody. Well, Sheriff Baker knows he's about to rob a bank and coming up on the coast in Jacksonville. Baker arranged an ambush at the bridge over the St. Sebastian River at Roseland, okay. which blocked the road with a chain with a red lantern across the bridge. Right. Okay. So uh, a chain had a red lantern hanging off, said basically stop, right? Red is stop. Right. <laughs> well, this very bridge was out of his jurisdiction. Baker's jurisdiction, yes. So the operation was overseen by Sheriff J.R. Merritt mm-hmm. of St. Lucie County, along with his three deputies. Three deputies. One hour later. One hour later. John was spotted in his car. Mm-hmm. He came up on the chained off bridge and was forced to stop. The official version states that the deputies came up from behind and forced everyone out of the car. Okay, which sounds likely. They lined up the men beside the car and searched it and found guns. Okay. Well, just then, Uh-oh. John Ashley pulled a gun and the deputies immediately started shooting Killing John and his three partners. That's Ooh. what the original statement well, there says. Goes, there goes Johnny Boy either or. Right. But there are at least uh, the two other versions of uh, what actually happened. In what the happened? first one, two what witnesses happened? stated they saw the deputies approach the car, and when the officers ordered them to leave the scene, meaning the guys who were the witnesses, right. they said that John and his men were in handcuffs at the time. The police denied this, despite there being marks on the men consistent that are left by handcuffs. Right. But they say that is from the coroner examining the bodies. The coroner's jury agreed with that explanation the police gave. So there's marks on these guys' wrists right. consistent with being in handcuffs. Right. There's witnesses that say that the these guys, guys were, were in handcuffs, handcuffs right. but the... Uh, of the coroner's jury right. agreed with the explanation that mm. why would there be marks on the wrist from the coroner examining the bodies? Mm. What was he doing? Tying the arms up? And, right. Right? Right. I mean, that's just that sounds like stupid. If you're tying the arms that up, sounds you, have stupid. Do a, you have to do it pretty tight and pretty fucking aggressive. To make marks that are still there. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, come on. Well, there These is, guys were there is one other theory, though. These guys were executed. There's one other theory. Okay, what is it? Well, well the other theory was presented in 1996, and it was a book called Florida's Ashley Gang by Ada Coates Williams. Okay. Well, the book is thought to be closer to what ex- actually happened. All right. So there's a consensus here, at, right. at least. 1950s, an unidentified deputy told her that John was cuffed and made a sudden move forward, and the deputies opened fire, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. He made a promise to not release this information until all the deputies involved had been dead. They passed away, gone. Right. Died, gone. Right. However. However. When the incident took place, most of the poor crackers, crackers. Uh, thought John was executed by the cops as a form of frontiers justice. Obviously. Like, hey, guess what? This is what happened, bitches. Right? That's probably what happened. They were in handcuffs. Right. And then John, guys, right, and John the cr- probably the crowd's did. there. And everybody's like, well, no, there's no crowd because oh. those other guys left. Right. And then, but John probably lunged forward and did something stupid in the, the fucking sheriff's. Just, Open that's, fire. That's what they needed. That's I don't think needed. it. I don't think it was an outlaw. Outright. That's all they needed. I don't think it was an outright murder. I think like, it was a murder. Execution. Though. They're just waiting. They're no, just because, waiting. Because why were they? It's not like he was shot in the back of the head. Don't matter. It's back not like then, he was shot in the back of the head. Back then, a dude's in handcuffs. They're not going to shoot you. Are you serious? No, you're in of handcuffs. They would. What are you going to do to the they guy? He lunged forward towards him. So they probably what? are like, this guy's a dangerous motherfucker. Nah. He's already killed deputies and done all the. He's got his hands on his back. You got to remember. He's this, got his hands on his back. But you got to remember, back. this guy's escaped jail three times. Already, he's the modern, he's the Jesse James of fucking the 20s. Right, That's but he's got exactly his, why he's the Jesse James. But he's got his handcuff behind his back and like at least three officers wasn't surrounded. It, wasn't it in the Jesse James story where Jesse James escaped all sorts of jails? He wasn't handcuffed like that. Well, no, not when he died, but he escaped jails just like Jesse James did, right? Right. So, I'm yeah, saying. so there's there, this guy's already got this reputation, and now he's already okay. killed a couple of deputies. He's already done a lot of stuff yeah. along the law. Yeah. 
And they then had now, him. now he's lunging they towards somebody. He's there. lunging. It doesn't matter. He's lunging towards somebody. Like With his hands behind his back, tied. Uh, but that, does that mean it's 1920s? There's three cops standing it's there. It's the 1920s. It don't matter. It's there's, the 1920s. There's nobody but three cops and him standing there. You're going to tell me. That a guy with his hand ties behind his back and he lunged towards one other person that the other two guys can't easily grab him? Uh, of course they could. Of course they could, but Come what's on. easier? What's easier, grabbing him and fighting with him or shooting him? Or you can either shoot the cop, too. How? He didn't have a gun. If he's going to be lunging towards him, he's going to be next to the cop, so you got to wait. Mm. Why don't you just grab the motherfucking guy? Well, well, after her husband's death, Laura Up the Grove, uh, that's a fake name if I've ever heard one, right. lived under an, another fake name in Western Florida yeah, for see, a time. I don't even know if this is legit. In the next two years, she was arrested on several occasions before eventually opening a gas station in Canal Point on Lake Okeechobee. Canal Point, Lake Okeechobee. She, she later moved in with her mother in the Up the Grove Beach. So Whoa, apparently wait they a minute. Had a she private, has her own. So the family has their own beach called Up the Grove Beach. On August 6, 1927, she died during an argument with a man trying to buy moonshine from her. Oh no! What happened? Uh, he tried to uh, he tried to claim that she was selling her selling him some bullshit. Oh, she no. chased him out of the store, came back into her store, and in the heated moment, thought she was chugging a bottle of whiskey. It turned out to be a bottle of disinfectant. What she was, was? Yeah. Why was she? Because she was selling the moonshine to him, and he he was claiming that the moonshine was trash, and uh, she chased him out of the store. And in a frenzy, she's all worked up. She thought she was grabbing a bottle of whiskey and said it was a bottle of Lysol. Oh, no. And uh, drank it down, li- literally chugged it. And uh, and within minutes, do that? within minutes, was on the floor in convulsions and Why died. Why would she do that? Well, it's unclear whether it was an accident, as some claim she mistook it for a bottle of gin. But it was widely reported that she had committed nah. suicide. She was 30 nah. years old at the time. I don't know. Something's fishy about this That's here. That's now the, there's a couple of stories that I read. She's been around there's all a, this but, her whole life. But there's she's, a couple of stories that I read. Not gonna she grab chased them out. She's not going to grab a bottle. Well, she of fucking, chased them out. No, was all worked up. Fuck. She worked. Care. She was all care. worked up in a frenzy. No, but I don't grabbed believe the nearest it. bottle and no. chugged it accidentally. No, 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 I don't believe I mean, that's, that. That's highly plausible. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Now she's been around this whole life. She knows exactly what is what. Well, Lysol back in the day was in a glass bottle, just like a whiskey bottle yeah. would be. And she's been doing it all what her mean? life. She what knows do you mean? It, she knows exactly what is what. She ain't fucking mistaking nothing for nothing. It's her own fucking store. She knows where everything's at. She grabs something she knows damn well so what, what are you, it is. So you, you trying to claim she was killed? I think so. <laughs> well, that's another story for another day. Because it doesn't matter. She just, that we're, we're, just, we're just saying what happened to John's wife after he died. Okay? Few mu- okay? few, it's uh, not worth looking into that much. We're not going to look into it's it. It's not worth looking into that all much. Right, if she you died. Me- all right. She drank Lysol. A few members of John Ashley's gang still remain, though. Okay. Although they were eventually <laughs> murdered. Of course they were. Captured. captured or or fled, fled the state within a few years. Mm. So, right. Only $32,000 of the gang's fortune was ever recovered. Okay. It was found only with the help of ex-gang member... Uh, Joe Tracy. Uh, anybody with the name Tracy in their first or last right. name is not to be trusted. So there or, we go. Or, or Joe. Or Joe. Right. right. Well, I don't know. His daddy's name was Joe, so he was pretty trusted until he, he was got murdered. Trusted, right. You can call him Joe, but if they don't like being called Joseph, then you got a problem. Right. Don't call me Joseph. <laughs> don't call Whoa. me Joseph. Whoa, you just want to be called Joe? Yeah. I don't think we can uh, yeah. resume. Call I don't me. Think, call I don't me. Think we resume. Call me Miscellaneous Joe. It <laughs> uh, reported. $110,000 and other Everglades stashes have never been reported as found. Okay, like so none of the other Everglades, Everglades stashes that are around that are reported to be around there have never been found. Never been and found. And 110000 that was reported to be stashed somewhere never, has never been found. Right, never been found. Well, Ashley was buried in a family cemetery, which is called the Little Ashley Cemetery outside Gomez, where the Ashley family home once stood. So it's like their own little fucking... It's their own little plot. Man. Six members of the Ashley clan were buried there, all having died a violent death. All right. All with, the, with the exception of an infant grandchild. Of course. Well, the cemetery eventually became a part of an exclusive residential neighborhood and Mar- called Mariner Sands, and it is rumored that some unrecovered loot is buried somewhere on this property. Obviously there is. A state historical marker was placed at Sebastian Inlet, but disappeared when a new bridge was built over the river. Ah. Uh, so they were erasing John Ashley from the uh, uh, right. record books over there, huh? And they're trying to... Uh, well, in popular culture... John uh, Ashley and his gang were portrayed by James Carlos Blake mm-hmm. in the 2000 historical novel Red Grass River, a legend. A legend. And it was, it was also the winner of the 1999 Chattaqua 
South Book Award winner and a 2013 winner of the French Grand Prix du Roman Noir Etranger. <laughs> well, John Ashley and Laura Updegrove were the subject of the 1973 film Little Laura and Big John, hey. starring Fabian and Karen Black. Ain't that fantastic. Don't know what it is, but Little Laura and Big John could be a movie to check out. You never well, know. John Ashley and his gang were also portrayed in 2006 novel Queen of the Everglades. Okay. Robert Blake was the, the writer of that. Well, the Ashley gang has... Also now been recognized by Florida Brewery, Big Top Brewing Company. Mm. Isn't that like a theme? Didn't one of the other right. guys that we, a uh, so. couple of them, I they have so. brewing. Uh, right. Well, the brewery follows historical figures and places in Florida and has named their Imperial IPA, the Ashley Gang Outlaw Imperial IB- Why IPA. You so. Why would you not, right? Right. Right. That's good. The Ashley Gang is a folk Americana acoustic rock band based in Sebastian, Florida. Okay. It is named after the gang... And its original songs include... What, you guessed it. You guessed it. The Ashley, the Ashley Gang. Gang. And that's going to do it for the Ashley Gang slash uh, John Ashley. Not entirely a not entirely a bootlegger, rum runner, but he did dabble in that for a couple right. years, so that qualifies in our, uh, in our story of Prohibition, and it was guys. In a, and it was in the same time frame. Because if you guys noted what we said, same he, time frame, he, he literally sh- transformed he South Florida and the, boot, Florida, the yeah. bootlegging and the rum whole, runners. Yeah, uh, from they literally had to make up new routes just to avoid his gang because right. that's how fucking or pay that, him that, money or, or pay, paying money because that's how scared of him there. So I think right. they had a pretty big impact in the I in the couple so. years that he was with. I'll the, say uh, John Ashley was the man, but. He was the king of the Everglades. I mean, he that's how he got the, the name. He was the king of the Everglades. That's how he got the fucking that's name. How, well, he, 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 how do you get the name king he, of Everglades? He self-appointed himself that. Yeah, so. but everybody <laughs> but, said it was. But if there's ever a self, self-appointed nickname, <laughs> it's it's that one that he just self-appointed himself. I'm pretty sure if anybody asked who was the king of Everglades, but this, it, it would have been John Ashley. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, this legitimately reminded me of a... A, a, a deep in the wild west right, um, right, right. Um, story. Right. Bank robberies. Hunted down by sheriffs, street fights, shootouts in the middle of the street with people getting killed, right. shootouts in, in the hideouts that right. they're in. The, I mean, come right. on, dude. There's no other Wild West. Well, this it was the Wild West. like the Wild West right. of the 1920s. It was Wild, right West, Wild West mixed with the New Age New fucking age uh, uh, mob era. Right. 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 The mob right. fights in the fucking in the warehouse right. and shit. Right. Yeah. It's greatness. Mm, I, love it's every, I loved every minute it's of it. It's good stuff. And the fact that... Uh, when we said in the beginning that he is often compared to Jesse James, which is legit. I would Jesse say. James escaped from jail just like John Except Ashley no, did multiple there's no times. There's love story here. Well, who's, love story. who's Jesse James' love story? His, his bitch. He was with the one girl that uh, the up up the grove. That's true. John Ashley was. Right, but not really. So, I mean, he had a love story. I mean, you got to have it. love it. Either or. He was the 1920s Jesse James, for sure. I would say. Which, uh, that this, this, whole, this whole episode lived up to... Him being compared to Jesse James, because I will give him that. It worked out. And he wasn't, unlike Jesse James, though, he wasn't shot uh, trying to fix a picture on his wall by uh, right. one of his one of his fellow uh, I mean, partners. But That's what happened back then. They're, yeah, what are you going to do? Trustworthy. But yeah, this was like a Wild West-esque prohibition story. I would what, say. What, what, what a great say, story. This I, is probably. I definitely felt the Wild West vibe. All of the other episodes we've done, it's been about. The most known, and everybody's heard this story a hundred times. But this Nobody's is one of the. Story. This is probably one of the most lesser known and you, most interesting you've uh, heard this story. story. I'm gonna call you right. a liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. Unless you actually did hear this story, and then I'll be <laughs> then, sorry. And then uh, I'd have to have proof of you watching <laughs> right. or scrolling the internet. Right. Doing it. Right. Pre pre uh, right. pre June 27, right. 2021, right. when we're recording this. Right. You won't have the evidence. You won't have the evidence. You won't have it. And I will call you. Sorry. A liar. Right. <laughs> but we'll be back next week. Like I said, uh, we'll be back. we I'm looking at a, a, a list of, uh, a of prohibition stuff, here, stuff. I got at least 10 more. At least. Not all of them are uh, hour long episodes we're worth, do, but we're going to have to we're going to have to cram a couple we might do a couple figures in each episode. Out, we might do two in each episode. That's what I'm saying, but we but. at least got 5 6 episodes of uh prohibition left before we officially get into the the 1930s. I know we've been we've been teasing the 1930s, Bonnie and Clyde and oh, Babyface nails and all that's those bank robbers and all but that when stuff. It does, we've watch. been teasing it for a long time, but we just stumbled into all this and right. uh, 
We got a lot. We got we got a few more episodes of Prohibition coming up. So next we can't week, call ourselves a uh, uh, Outlaws and Gunslingers podcast if we're not covering if, it all. If we don't count, I think if, next yeah. week we might cover the Purple Gang, Ooh, which is a, which is a popular Detroit gang in the hey, 1920s, which like dabbled that. in Prohibition Ooh, as well. They dabbled so, in it. Yeah, well, they mm. dabbled in it. But uh, nice. yeah, we'll we'll be back probably next week for the Purple Gang, and this is the first time you guys are hearing this uh, since our new our new podcast has dropped. Over on uh, formerly the Mouth of Michiganders, we are now known as the Bang and Dang Show. Bang where- and Dang Show. Nothing is uh, anything that's ever happened before this is obsolete for us. Well, anything that's ever happened before this, we've done. We tried to be stupid and break right. it up in right. six different episodes or six different series well, on the same feed. So I'm say everything happened before. This is done. This is well. New. It is obsolete, but this is new. In the Bang Dang Show, we cover the latest in news, sports, politics, what else? Music, oh, movies, anything, anything, and everything. Anything and everything, anything and everything. that's happening. Whatever in we the think world today. Whatever we think. And we we uh we give our like politically it. incorrect and highly offensive thoughts. Highly offensive. And uh, sports. We cover sports. We cover uh, folks, politics. We folks, cover we're news. Characters, we're the characters. news of the world. All that good stuff. We're so that's a new Bang and Dang show. Formerly the Mouth of Michiganders over there, and Mouth or the Monday Night Watch Long is its all new separate in, podcast. All you have to do is type in Monday Night Watch. The Long Monday Night Watch Long on or, Google or uh, whatever iPhone. What do they got? Where, wherever you, wherever you, wherever you, type wherever in you get anything. your podcast. Type Just in type in the, Monday Night Watch Along. The Monday it. Night Watch Along. That's all you have to do. And uh, if you, you guys already know what the Monday Night Watch Along is, right. and yeah, we're separating things over there. So the Bang and Dang Show, our second show, will be out later this week. This coming up Friday with the latest in news, politics. Sports, Whatever. everything that happens. There's a lot of a lot, lot of stuff, of stuff, stuff that happens happened in w- sports since I we. I want to get into it right now, but I can't. We do. It's... Well, we'll be back next week with the Outlaws and Gunslingers with Bang Dang.